2: Welcome
3: to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios.
4: And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. My wife said to me this morning, boy, this has been a really slow week. And I said... What? I think it's like flown by.
5: Oh my gosh.
4: Now, funny? You, know, you live I, in the same house and totally yeah,
5: different sure. impressions. On, We're all like that, right? time's weird, isn't it? It is t- its weird. Like today, I feel like I needed today to be 36 hours long for mm-hmm. all the things I had to do in it.
6: Yeah.
4: But here it is. Here it is, John. 4 o'clock. And it's it's
5: the Friday edition of The Ride Home. Thank goodness. Which, I mean, they're disputing opinions, but I feel like it could be the best edition
4: of The Ride Home. I always enjoy a Friday edition, right?
5: I like a Friday edition. Um, Is it too early for me to tell you?
4: It's never too early. 4.05? Tell me what.
5: What? Is it 4.05? Yeah. Okay. Your weekend has begun.
4: Fabulous. The weekend.
5: (laughs) There we go. Thank you, sir. Oh, our fan's back.
4: Thank you for your kindness, your generosity. and for the uh, like smattering of applause, that's Thank all. You. That's what we're looking for. You. Yeah. It's a
5: little bit, kind of like a golf clap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very,
4: very polite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you, you little hot?
5: I'm so hot. Listen, it's we're in the studio. We're in studio where it's very, very, very warm. Always. But I had to spend the day mostly outside, and it's hard. You can't dress for both things. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating. So yeah. I was very comfortable outside. I didn't want to wear a coat. I mean, I have a coat in the car? But I didn't want to wear a coat cuz I was out, you know, I I find a Wait, coat. Wait, that's what
4: you wore outside? Mm-hmm. That's your coat. So well, you're I essentially brought... wearing a coat in the yes. studio. Well, then you should know
3: better.
5: I, I have
4: no sympathy for you. You know better. You're so hot. It's, it's like always about 190 degrees in here. Right? Yeah, you're right. You know. You're right, you're right. But anyway, I'm so you dress in layers. So I mean, during yeah, the commercial I break, in layers, so, yeah. remove a layer. Because Basically. it's just so hot. Yeah. Plus, you're wearing but jewelry. But don't you
5: feel that way when you're outside in the winter? You don't mm. want to be, com- be encumbered by a coat, a big puffy thing.
4: No, I uh, no no, I'm fine. It's a oh, coat. See,
5: I feel that way a lot. And
4: as much as we're outside, it's not like we're you know delivering the mail or we're like you know. No, but medics I was I was going to be like walking that.
5: around today, and so I and plus I was going to be driving. I hate. I refuse to drive in a coat. Well, see,
4: you have very specific goals in mind. It's mine, too
5: hot. <laughs> it's too big. It's too yeah. everywhere.
4: Mm. Maybe she live in San Diego. It's kind of terrible. Like I haven't thought about in San Diego. Right? I
5: like San Diego. You know
4: Pittsburgh. It's up and down, up and down, up and down, day to day, yeah. season to season.
5: Okay, I'm going to stop complaining about there being go. hot. Thank in you the studio. so much. Because it
4: is Friday and life is good. As yes, it, it not, is,
5: I, John. It is. Okay. All right.
4: Uh, busy news day.
5: We. It is a busy news day. I have four mm-hmm. items mm-hmm. I'd like to discuss with you, but before I do that, Tell me. Coming up on today's show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul McNulty is going to be with us. He's the president of Grove City College, but we're talking to him today in his capacity as former U.S. Attorney General, who was in charge of the FBI. He, he wasn't the director of the FBI, but he supervised he the director of the FBI. And so the question is going to be, is the FBI now, today, too political? Has it become politicized over the years? Was it was it always like that, and maybe we didn't notice? Well, yeah, no,
4: I'll go back to J. Edgar Hoover. I well, mean, yeah. Holy that's a good smokes.
5: Point. Why didn't I think of that what off the, the top heck? of my head? I mean,
4: no. Yeah. Okay. So good. So uh,
5: what I guess so. is the question. Maybe it's less politicized now than it was at that. Well, of course. Era, but, you know, it?
4: maybe media and social and all that other stuff just, you know, shines a spotlight brighter. That's all. A little magnified. Okay. I have no idea. Well, we'll talk to Paul someone Pelosi.
5: who not. No, not Paul, Paul. Pelosi. Paul Pelosi. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Wouldn't that be something if he joined us?
5: No, Paul McNulty's going yeah. to be with us. But how about the news about Paul Pelosi? So did you watch the video today?
4: I can only watch like the first 60 seconds of it. And then, you know, once the guy gets the hammer, and it's the whole thing is is crazy and twisted. I don't know. The, the phone th- call, I listened Listen, to the phone I, call. Listen, I didn't
5: watch any of it. I, I knew, And we're talking today about the release of the Paul Pelosi video, yeah. which showed the man attacking him with a hammer. The bo- Was the, that two months ago, something like no, that? No, three
4: months ago. The cops with body cams and they open, knock on the door Why and there's Paul Pelosi. Why did they release Pelosi. this? Because people are talking about it, and I'm sure there was a Freedom of Information Act that we we need to see this.
5: Do we all need to see that?
4: Well, look, I mean, every conspiracy theory under the under the sun, right? He's out there in San Francisco. It's this. It's that. It's a, you know things that are just untoward. I don't know. Well, who do you believe? I there it is. There it is. There's a phone call. There's a video. You make up your own mind. Is it the uh, narrative of the official story that the police are saying? You decide. I don't know. I,
5: I don't think I'm getting into that. I'm just not. But I have four other things, John. All
4: right. Without further ado, please give us the top four at four.
5: It indeed is Friday, January 27th, 2023. Number one, Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh discussed a range of topics during, during an appearance at the University of Notre Dame's law school this week. Several of the items he said I found super interesting. This is his first comment. One. My experience with the court in my four and a half years is that there are great relations among all nine judges, both professionally and personally. You know, we only get tough cases and we disagree on some of those, but I think that's more nuanced than sometimes is portrayed. He said that justices traditionally eat lunch together after every oral argument and other case discussions, so they spend a lot of time with each other talking about things other than work. Quote, that's a lot of lunches, he said. So you talk about things that you do with other people in your life. We talk about our kids, movies, books, war stories again and again. He said over time, you become friends. Kavanaugh also said the public shouldn't read anything into the high court's historically slow start to releasing opinions. What about the leak? Didn't say anything about They're, it. Come on. Isn't that interesting, Very though? Very much so. Well, that makes perfect sense. Of course it does. You have to get But, along. but you can't. If you believe the the narrative that's told by oh, the, the media, it, it's like you can't imagine that, that could ever happen. Right. But yeah. he's saying that's the way it is. Well that's good news. Number two. A seventeenth century shipwreck, seventeenth century shipwreck off the coast of southern England has been identified as the Dutch warship Klein Hollandia, which sank after a surprise attack in sixteen seventy-two. Oh, cool. Heritage body Historic England said today dubbed the unknown wreck of Eastbourne since it was discovered near the seaside resort of Eastbourne. The 44 gun Klein Hollandia was identified through research by the agency and Dutch counterparts working with archaeologists. It's one hundred and three feet underwater. And this is what they said about it. They said, uh. Material found on the seabed included much of the wooden hull, cannons, Italian marble tiles, and pieces of Italian pottery. The condition of the wreck, they said, is remarkable and could offer a wealth of information about how 17th century Dutch ships were built and what the final voyage was like. I love it. I mean, can you believe that? Secrets of the deep. That's so cool. Number three, there were all the sounds one would expect during Wednesday night's... uh, duquesne televised basketball game at the upmc cooper field house also something happened that was not so ordinary you may have already heard the story that early in the second half of the game between duquesne and Loyola chicago a guy comes out wearing a yellow jacket he steps onto the court as a visiting player feet away makes a pass like kind of in his direction he is holding a bag of to-go food and says doordash a staffer working courtside intervenes. He says you gotta get off the court. The announcers calling the game on ESPN. Say DoorDash, what is going on? The staffer directs the guy up into the seats. Another staffer asks him to leave the building. He was filmed afterward, being congratulated by some fans for pulling off the stunt. It was posted to YouTube. Then it was picked up by everybody in the world, including the Today Show. Oh my God. Officials say the incident was not a real food delivery. It was clearly a so-called prank, says Dave Saba, Duquesne's associate athletic director. The young man's identity was not immediately known, and it was unclear if the man is connected in any way to the university. But I'll tell you what, Duquesne is not happy about it. I'm sure.
4: I mean, that's... The th- way the world is today, you think anybody can just walk on the basketball court.
5: Exactly. right? Yeah. And there he is
4: delivering a burger and fries and a Coke.
5: Austin Hansen, who's the assistant athletic director for content uh, for Loyola Chicago, said, I will personally tackle anyone else who does this. Just let the athletes play the game. There you go. By the way, Duquesne came from behind to beat Loyola 72 Good And number four, a weird animal story. Mm. Lilo, a four-year-old German shepherd, great Pyrenees mix, was found wandering the streets of Chattanooga, Tennessee alone. All she had with her was a leash and a collar and a heartbreaking handwritten note attached to her. And that is her top four. At
4: four. What do you mean? A Heartbreaking handwritten note. Don't leave us hanging.
5: It said, please keep my name. My name is Lilo. Please love me. My mom can't keep me and is homeless with two kids. She tried her best but can't get help. I cost too much for her. But she really loves me and I'm a great dog and love to be loved. Please don't abuse me. Lilo was found by a local resident taken to the McCamey Animal Shelter. And when the people who worked at the shelter found the note, They said that it just hit all of them. They said the last line was gut-wrenching. So they decided they would do everything to reconnect the two. They put it out on social media. They found the mom. She didn't want it. No, it wasn't that she didn't want the dog. It was that she didn't have enough money to pay for the dog. And she was living in a homeless shelter where dogs and cats weren't accepted. So guess what? Tell me. They're working on trying to find a place for her to live with her kids, trying to care for her situation, and they said the dog can stay there as long as as long as it, there's a space available and mom and dog can visit. 101.5 WORD. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music is here on the weekend
1: with the best new music. New, new, music. new music from Cochrane and Company, Running home. Run home. Ain't Nobody by Cody Carn. The Lord's Prayer from Matt Barnes. Celebrating 20 years of bringing Pittsburgh's favorites and the best new music. 101.5
7: WORD. On the weekend.
3: If you are 65 or older, you know this. Watching your hard-earned dollars fly out the window on health care costs is so frustrating. But here's some great news. If you miss the December 7th deadline for open enrollment, it's not too late. You're something that can really help. It's Medishare 65 plus. Medishare is a community of Christians who share each other's healthcare bills. It's people who encourage and pray for each other too. Medishare 65 plus is a low cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to ten years. Plus, it's easy. You can use any Medicare-approved doctor or get 24-7 telehealth access from the comfort of your home. So worth looking into. MediShare 65 Plus is open for enrollment. And if you join right now, before January 31st, your second month will be free. So don't miss this chance. Call 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55.
4: Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you got to use it, It's not very absorbent. It's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry. That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow Towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually dry you. Their six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors. And right now, you can receive a six-piece set for only $49.99 with promo code WORD. Or go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and have their 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set off MyPillow tiles, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, enter promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. That's 800-391-0954. Or visit MyPillow.com, promo code WORD. Rhema Christian
8: School is a private school in Moon Township, serving children in preschool through 8th grade. Recognized for its commitment to a biblically integrated curriculum that nurtures a Christian worldview and academic excellence, Rhema aims to develop the whole child, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and socially. Rema is a true community of families who desire to raise up the next generation of godly leaders, also offering programs for homeschool families. Accepting enrollment now for the current school year and opening soon for the 2023-24 school year. Visit rhemachristianschool.org.
4: I mean, God can heal. We don't often really talk about that or address it or believe it, do we?
5: We talk like—I mean, I certainly talk like I believe it. I do believe it. Yeah, but you give lip service. I mean, I wonder if it came right down to it. Maybe I don't.
4: Amy Julia Becker is back with us. She's been a guest of ours over the many years. She writes on uh, spiritual and social healing, author of several books, including her latest, To Be Made Well, An Invitation to Wholeness, Healing, and Hope. And she wrote a piece that appeared in Comment Magazine about being made well. Amy Julia, welcome back. Okay, so here you are, double vaccinated and boosted, and still you get COVID.
9: It's true. So, apparently, I mean maybe it wasn't as bad as it would have been if I hadn't been <laughs> mm-hmm. double vaccinated and boosted, but I got COVID and I felt sick. That's for sure.
5: Oh, okay. So when you got sick, you did I had also had COVID a couple of weeks ago. Um you we sounds like we had the same regimen, which okay. is you take the Advil. <laughs> yep. You know, you you went for the Nyquil. Um w- whatever it is, you tried to do something, but you added something different than maybe you wouldn't have done several years ago?
9: You know, it's true. And I, you know, as you all know, because I've been on this show for many years, I have a Christian who turns to prayer in many situations. And yet often if I am faced with a what seems to me a pretty simple bodily woe, you know, whether that's like I've twisted my ankle or I got COVID, I simply turn to medication. And that's it. And I I certainly don't, in general, in the past, have not said, oh, you know, I'm going to bring the fact that I twisted my ankle or got COVID to the Lord in prayer. And yet in recent years, I've really begun to pay attention to Jesus as a healer, and not just a fixer of problems in our bodies, but someone who um, at the same time Wants to be with us in our bodies when we're in pain, in our emotions, in our you know minds, and our spirits when we're in pain, um, and wants to communicate with us through those things and really bring us to a deeper understanding of who he is through a healing process.
4: Yeah, that's cool. Okay, so in your piece, you talk about uh, Amy Kenny, who's uh, been with us on a show, mm-hmm. and she talks a lot about curing bodies and healing lives are not the same thing.
9: Yeah. Yeah, Amy Kenny I think is a really um wonderful person to speak on this uh, as you must know that she wrote a book called My Body Is Not a Prayer Request because Uh, She has some physical disabilities that she goes through life with. And as you also know, our daughter Penny has an intellectual disability because she has Down syndrome. And so that's part of what got me interested in the difference between healing and curing, because I think I have seen Jesus's healing work in the Gospels as really about curing, just making physical things go away the same way that Advil might um, or surgical interventions might today. And what I really have been um, taught through largely the disability community is to be able to see in Scripture that there's a lot more than physical change happening when Jesus is healing people, and that, in fact, healing in the Gospels is primarily about reconnection of relationships. So reconnecting people to God, to themselves, to other people, to their communities, that's really the essence of healing. And that often involves a physical change, too, but I've reduced it to physical instead of seeing physical as, like, just one part of the broad, holistic work that Jesus is doing when he heals us.
5: Can you give us some examples from the Gospels about the kinds of stories you're thinking about?
9: Sure. Yeah. So, you you know, there are a lot of different times when Jesus heals someone and says, go to the Mm -hmm. town and tell them what's happened, go to the priests and tell them what's happened, or even in the... um, story in Mark 5 of there's a woman who's been bleeding for 12 years. And it's interesting because she touches Jesus without coming to him face to face, but and her bleeding stops. But the word that's used to describe what happens there is that she was cured. And then he makes her come and talk to him, and he pronounces her healed, essentially. He says in front of this whole crowd of people who up until that point would have been rejecting her for being ceremonially unclean as a bleeding, poor, outcast woman. He says, daughter, your faith has healed you. And it's really interesting because I think there's a couple things going on there. He is telling the entire crowd of people that she needs to be returned to her community. Mm. And he's also using a different word to describe what has happened to her than when her bleeding stops. And this is a word that we, in other contexts, translate as saved. So your faith has healed you, your faith has saved you, because there's a sense of the healing work wasn't over until she came face to face with Jesus, and he was able to call her daughter, restore her to a sense of herself and to God's love, um, and tell the whole community she's back welcome her, receive her, uh, and that's what that healing is. It's so much more than just the bleeding uh, stopping. Mm. It's, a, it's all about that community.
4: Mm. We're talking with Amy Julia Becker about healing and curing. Amy, uh, Amy Julia, whenever I think about this, my mind reflectively goes to, Christian scientists. Mm, Now, that's a whole other kettle of fish, isn't it? Because Christian scientists, they will disavow modern medicine and rely purely and solely Mm -hmm. on the healing and curing of Jesus.
9: Yeah. And I do think we can, you know, as with anything, we can err in multiple directions. And so it seems to me that a a lot of both medical and therapeutic interventions, they kind of um, interrupt Our bodily pain and sickness in a really good way. And we can give a lot of thanks for the ways in which those interventions, again, whether it's Advil or, um, you know, a, a surgery or even a therapy session, can interrupt something that's been going haywire in our bodies or our minds. And yet, if we think that healing stops there, Then we get into what we're seeing in our um, communities all over the place and in our lives, chronic pain, chronic depression, chronic anxiety, these various physical and mental illnesses it just continue because all we are relying on is medication and in some cases therapy rather than saying, is there a bigger Mm. reconnection that I need to God, to myself and to my community? Is there a bigger healing that my body is maybe asking and kind of inviting me to pay attention to where I can invite the spirit to be a part of that healing
5: process. Mm. That's really good. On yesterday's show, Amy, Julia, we were talking, um, with, uh, Cornelius Plantinga about mm-hmm. the story of the demoniac. Mark yeah. 5, one twenty. Right, okay. and, and Jesus uh, exorcises the demons from the man and throws them into the pigs, and the pigs yep. go running off the side of the cliff. Crazy story. Such a crazy story, mm-hmm. one of the craziest stories. Yep. But one of the things that, that uh, struck me, there were many things that struck me in our conversation, but one of them was that when he was healed, he was, it says, Mark says that he was, the people came and found him, the former demoniac, in his right mind, yeah. and he was clean. And dressed. And dressed. Mm-hmm. And the people were afraid. And the people were afraid. Mm. And you know, hearing like having that conversation yesterday, mm. having this conversation with you today, yeah. Yeah. I am seeing that it wasn't just that he was healed and then he's still walking around the cemetery naked like he was before. right. right.
9: Right, there's a restoration happening, and I actually, I opened up my Bible while you were talking about it, and I think at the end of that, where he says, go home to your family and tell them how much the Lord has done for you, there's again that sense of, like, you are being returned to your community, because that is a crucial aspect of your healing it's not simply that you are yeah in your right mind again or even that you have the clothes but that sense of being returned to relationship with the people who you need to be encountering and we see that it's so interesting even today there's been all this um study of loneliness and how loneliness has these tremendous health consequences that you can i I mean there's some study that says basically you can smoke a pack of cigarettes a day but if you have really um good community (laughs) relationships you'll be healthier than someone who is, you know, eating a vegan diet, but living all alone and not having community with other people, which does not mean we should all go start smoking cigarettes. It's just to say (laughs) that like that loneliness and that lack of community really affects us in our bodies, our minds and our spirits.
4: Yes. And, And Amy, Julia, one of the major points you make, of course, is that Jesus rarely heals without being asked.
9: Yes, yes, there's a participatory act, like we participate in the healing, we see that again, it's, it's multiple times, but it happens in that encounter with the bleeding woman that Jesus says, your faith has healed you, which is so strange, because you're like, what are you talking about? Because clearly it was your power that healed her, and yet somehow... Her teeny faith in reaching out her hand, in coming forward and seeing him face to face, like that's what he's, first of all, honoring in her, but also saying it made a difference. You, He's not going to coerce us into healing, I think is part of it, that we say, I'm surrendering to healing, I'm opening myself up to that, um, and there's a humility And really a vulnerability that we have to bring to God in order to receive the healing that he, I think, is always longing to offer us. But it is this really interesting dynamic between Jesus's power and our receptivity to that power Mm -hmm. that I think has to do with him really inviting us to be a participant in the work that he's doing.
4: Fabulous.
5: Wow, that's really interesting.
4: So uh, as you were suffering through uh, COVID (laughs) after two shots and a booster... Uh, you defined yourself in a different way, didn't you?
9: Yeah, you know, I did just think about, uh, in, you know, in that time and in multiple times when I have, in recent years, been, whether you know, under the weather or whatever it is, but just saying, you know what, God, I want to learn whatever it is I need to learn and I want to invite you in to a place of... Um, not just teaching me, but being with me in the midst of my body. And I want to understand you as a healer. And so, yeah, I've I've learned a lot about what it means for God to be a healer, even in the age of antibiotics and surgical mm-hmm. interventions. Um, and to recognize that there is so much God wants to do in us and then also through us so that we can bring the healing love that we receive out into our own communities and our own relationships and into our world. Fabulous.
4: Yeah, I really appreciate that. Me too.
9: Mm.
4: Amy, you before you leave us, let our audience know where they can find you.
9: My website amyjuliabecker.com, and I'm on social media under that name. And I have a new book called To Be Made Well. So if you want to read more about this, it's all in there.
4: Excellent. We always appreciate your time. Thanks for the wisdom. Always your input is so valuable to us, Amy Julia. Uh,
9: Thanks for having me. Great to be with you both.
4: You as well. Amy Julia Becker online, amyjuliabecker.com. Her newest book, as she said, To Be Made Well, an invitation to wholeness, healing, and hope. Amy Julia Becker.
10: Eight hundred seven eight six twenty three hundred. Eight hundred seven eight six twenty three hundred. that's eight hundred seven eight six twenty three hundred.
8: To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers 5 flexible online courses to help you shepherd the church of God. The Ruling Elders program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching and elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu.
0: During the pandemic, the our churches down.
11: Suicide rates are exploding. Drug and alcohol use is ravaging America, and there's no church to bring the hope.
0: See the new documentary, Super Spreader, how a stand against religious tyranny brought hope to a country in crisis. Christian singer and activist Sean Foyt leading what's called Let Us Worship. Here's a move of God. It's going to change America. Watch Super Spreader, available now at SalemNow.com, SalemNow.com. Hey, everybody. Greg Laurie here from A New Beginning. You know, we're excited about our partnership with a OnePlace.com app. You can listen to my messages anytime, anywhere, even offline, without Wi-Fi with the OnePlace app. Now more than ever, don't you think we need to get God's Word into our lives? So let His Word fill you with hope in your office, in your home, or in your car, or wherever you are at OnePlace.com. We
7: are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. I think it's just vapor. Vaping
10: is safer than smoking, isn't it? There's really not even that much nicotine in them. Right,
7: One vape pod has as much nicotine as one pack of cigarettes. My kid? My kid? My kid knows it's dangerous. 5.4 million American kids vape, and most think it's harmless. Get your head out of the cloud. Talk to your kid about vaping. Visit talkaboutvaping.org. That's talkaboutvaping.org. Brought to you by the American Lung Association and the Ad Council.
12: We'll see considerable cloudiness tonight with a couple of snow showers, maybe mixed with rain late, storm total snowfall 1 to 3 inches, low 29, rising to the upper 30s. Cloudy skies on tap for tomorrow, tomorrow's high 43. Considerable clouds tomorrow, a couple of rain or snow showers late, low 38. Remaining cloudy Sunday, a couple of showers and a high of 42. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. If it's Friday at
4: 4:33, it must be time for this or that. I've got a list. I got a list. We just go back and forth. Here we go, Kath. I'm ready. January 27th, 23 edition. I'm super of this excited. Or that. Tuna noodle casserole. Chili.
5: Chili because oh. tunish should never be hot. What? Uh-huh.
4: Instagram. Yep. TikTok.
5: Instagram. Mm.
4: Bed, Bath, and Beyond. Kaufman's.
5: That's mean.
4: Bed, Bath, and Beyond, or Kaufman's?
5: You know I love them both. I know. You know I do. This or that? Well, I have to say Kaufman's, but I, but I also love Bed, Bath, and Beyond. And I'm very sad for the difficulties they're experiencing. Mm-hmm.
4: Saints. Angels. Saints. Confession. Repentance. Repentance. Muffin. Bagel.
5: Oh, so easy, so easy. Because a muffin is one of the great things in life.
4: Not a pumpernickel bagel with cream no, cheese. No,
5: I love that. But a muffin is basically cake. We all know it. it is. Yeah.
4: Tide Pods. Earth Breeze laundry sheets.
5: Earth Breeze laundry sheets. Oh Bring
4: Ronald McDonald. Yep. Colonel Sanders.
5: Well, Colonel Sanders was a re- was Colonel Sanders a real guy? Yeah. He was a real yeah, guy. Of course he was. Well, Ronald McDonald wasn't a real guy. I'm gonna say Colonel Sanders.
4: Your spice jars. Yes. Your kitchen towels.
5: <laughs> I feel good about my spice jars. Yeah. I know that the article said that they might be dirty, but no, I feel good about mine.
4: Captain Kirk. Kirk Franklin.
5: Kirk <laughs> Uh, Kirk Franklin,
4: Benjamin Franklin, (laughs) Benjamin Moore.
5: (laughs) You mean the paint guy? (laughs) Um, I'm going Benjamin Franklin just because I like electricity.
4: But who doesn't like a clean coat?
5: Uh, It's it's hard to pick between those two. That's my. I can't believe you made me pick between Kaufman's and Bed Bath and Beyond.
4: (laughs) Took it personally.
5: Today is an auspicious day. I don't know if you're ready or aware of this. It's the anniversary of the Buffalo Bills' trip to the Super Bowl when Scott Norwood. Missed the kick
4: mm. <laughs> If you're a Bills fan You know that still hurts
5: I'm not even a Bills fan And it still yeah, hurts Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, Anyway, that ensured Imagine be Scott Norwood Yeah, that ensured the, the victory of the Giants And of course the mm. Another loss Defundant. by the Bills Anyway, that was this day mm-hmm. In 1991 Yeah And so inspired by that I would like to give you, John mm-hmm. The almost but not quite edition Of this <laughs> Very good Number one All right the Energizer Bunny mm. or Weebles Who Wobble But Don't Fall Down? <laughs> I like the weebles. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, I mean, don't you, gotta go. you yeah, love
4: yeah, that? Yeah, sure. The Energizer Bunny, I mean, you know.
5: I mean, But the Weeble.
4: Yeah, Weeble. He's trying hard.
5: Number two. Yeah. Al Gore mm. or John McCain? <laughs> I, okay.
4: This is like Bed Bath <laughs> and <laughs> Beyond and oh, you Go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, um, uh, I'm doing John there, McCain. Are you? Yeah,
1: sure.
5: Number three, <coughs> the 1992 Pirates, mm. or the 1995 Steelers. Oh boy, who lost to the Dallas Cowboys yeah, in the Super Bowl? Yeah, need a reminder. No, of.
4: that 92 Pirates. I mean, oh, that was so painful. I mean, I'm gonna I gotta choose Bucks. Okay, the Steelers have redeemed themselves multiple times. The Pirates have the not. Pirates have not. There's
5: Pirates have stuck not
4: in mediocrity.
5: Number four, Heinz mm-hmm. Ward to the mm-hmm. NFL Hall of Fame. Yeah. Or James Harrison to the NFL? Oh holiday.
4: boy, yeah, that's rough. Uh, I'm doing James Harrison.
5: <laughs> are you really? I am. Yeah. Why yeah. are you doing that? Because <coughs> of the Super Bowl run. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: I mean, that was epic. I mean, you, it was. We remember. were there together. Yes, we were. We were jumping oh, up and down. Oh my gosh!
5: I about lost my mind. Fabulous. I about flight. lost my mind. Steeler lore. Number five. Hmm. Pete Rose in Cooperstown. Never. Or Barry Bonds in Cooperstown. Uh, <laughs> 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 Uh, it's the almost but not quite uh, edition of this or that.
4: I just both of them. Are uh, they just uh, such a stain on baseball for me? I'm sorry. Say what you will. Uh, this oh, or that, j- John. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't believe I got to choose.
5: That's right. Soak it up.
4: <sighs> I can't believe what I'm saying. Uh, I can't, <laughs> Barry Bonds. <laughs>
5: Oh, that hurt, didn't it? Yes, it did. Number six of uh, the Almost But Not Quite edition of This or That, Mitch Trubisky or Mason Rudolph? Mm, mm. Oh,
4: Mitch Trubisky.
5: Number seven, yeah. Lyndon LaRouche or Ralph Nader? <laughs> you know,
4: I, I, I admire Ralph three, Nader because I know Unsafe at He any was speed. really trying. He, he really was. He so was really I'm, trying. So I'm going Ralph Nader. Okay.
5: Yeah. Uh, Tom Cruise or Johnny Depp? Both have been nominated three times for an Oscar.
4: Yeah, I... Uh, Johnny Depp is quirky as all get out, but, uh, you know, I have a, a deep regard for Tom Cruise and his master of of all things movie making. Really, mm-hmm. I mean, say what you will, because he knows how to make an action adventure film.
5: The Agony of Defeat, John, mm. or the Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding thing? Oh, oh,
4: the Agony of Defeat. Yeah, because the other one's flying just flying off. Yeah, that's just too sad. I don't sad. Want to see somebody gets whacked in the knee.
7: 101.5 WORD
1: What's the greatest prayer in the Bible? Would you choose Hannah's in Second Samuel? What about Solomon's in First Kings? Or the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6? Well, I'm sure that if we sat down around a table, we could have quite an interesting discussion. This week on Through the Bible, we learn about prayer that is worthy to be included on that list. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD.
13: Baby, it's cold outside. Baby, it's cold outside. Brr, isn't it chilly? Hi, it's me, Marcia from the Springhouse, snuggling up to a nice warm bowl of homemade soup. Winter on our farm means my brother Sam and his guys are trying to stay warm as they feed all the groups of cows, calves and heifers out in the elements. Milk the 100-cow herd twice a day and handle all that comes with a working dairy farm, no matter what the weather is. Winter at the Springhouse store means a little slower pace, so it's a great time for our cooks to try out new main dishes, new sides, and new soup recipes like the one I'm enjoying, vegetarian chili. The bakers are even getting in on the act and trying new desserts, too, like chocolate cherry cordial. Stop by for lunch or supper and see what new creations they've come up with today. Good old-fashioned cooking featuring all natural farm fresh ingredients and lots of tlc the springhouse in 84 pa 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com
14: wesley financial group is not a law firm this story is called the ugly truth about timeshare if you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare you need my help hello i'm chuck mcdowell ceo and founder of wesley financial group Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your time share or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free
12: information kit, 800-746-3737, 800-746-3737, 800-746-3737.
15: Cornerstone Television Network has been sharing the gospel through Christ-centered TV for over 43 years. In 2023, our mission remains the same, but we can't wait to share with you how we're shifting to reach the next generation. Watch Visions of Hope with Keenan Bridges, Coy Barker, Eric Butler, Robert Jeffress, and Candace Smithyman. Tune in January 23rd through 27th, 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television. That's Verizon Fios Channel 505 or Channel 805 on Comcast Xfinity.
4: We have a new producer. Lexi is now officially our producer after... is this two weeks? Is this two weeks on air, Lexi?
16: I think it's three weeks
5: three now. Three weeks?
4: Look how time flies. <laughs> You're already getting your 401k retirement plan in order. Very nice.
5: <laughs> and she's done a terrific job.
4: Excellent job. Beyond anyone's expectation to think, how are you going to handle this thing? She's
5: done a terrific job. So we thought it was probably long past time Yeah. that we get to know Lexi.
4: Get to know Lexi. Here we go. We have a list of questions that Lexi has seen in advance. Mm-hmm. Just to sort of reveal behind the curtain. Maybe who Lexi is the producer.
5: Okay. Lexi, this is the moment. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You're mm-hmm. prepared for number one? I am. First being, Lexi, are you... A Yenzer. I am a Yenzer. <laughs> yes. Born and raised in uh, Pittsburgh, PA, baby. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yenzer. Rate your attachment to Heinz ketchup then on a scale of one to ten, ten being the most attached. See, this is hard because I just don't like ketchup in general. It's what?
16: not. It's not a brand thing. It's just I don't like ketchup.
4: You don't like ketchup. But what?
16: for the pride of it, <laughs> I yeah. do have that attachment to Heinz ketchup. Like, if I go anywhere, I'm like, where's the Heinz ketchup? You know? Yeah, yeah. Even though I'm not going to eat it. So, so it's I would... an emotional
5: thing, but it's not, you're not mm-hmm. ha- having any... Any, like salad no. I'd much rather have response. ranch
16: than. Uh, so
4: on a burger, what would you have?
16: Um, I just mayo. I'm not big on condiments, really. <laughs> not big on just condiments. Cond- <clears throat> That's interesting.
5: Okay, well then let me move on to uh, dill pickle or sweet pickle. Then I do love me a dill pickle. Oh, okay. mm, yeah. Of well, John's you do. happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and la- last answer question: uh, pop or soda? I say both because my dad's from virginia yeah, okay mm-hmm. that's fine and I, so my mom okay. is from beaver falls to- to- totally fine oh no i said it was last one this is the last answer <laughs> question favorite local sp- Pittsburgh sports team
16: too easy the the penguins thank, thank you. you love okay. me some hockey thank very you. nice all right.
4: excellent all right let's continue on uh let's reach back in your memory what was your very first concert you attended
16: The very first concert I ever attended was a Jonas Brothers concert, and not recently, like, back in 2009. Yeah. Like... When they were touring with Demi Lovato for Camp Rock. That was my very first concert. And who took you? Um, My mom did. And then it was me, my friend Stacy, and my friend Devin. We all went to go see them because we were such huge fans. And on
4: a scale of 1 to 10,
16: how excited were you? Oh, my gosh. Like, breaking the scale. Literally Uh. like a bajillion. I was (laughs) (laughs) Because my mom had told me, like, I'm sorry, honey. Like, we couldn't get the tickets because I had been begging them for them. And so she's like, sorry, honey. Like, we just couldn't do it. Um, And then one day they just, like, surprised me like a couple days before the concert like you're going oh, so it was exciting that's, that's a good so parrot. terrific that is a good parent mm-hmm. your top three favorite
5: bands of all time lexi oh
16: it's so hard there's so many of them i would have to say young the giant okay um paramore for sure is up thank there. you <laughs> and i've been listening to a lot of torn wells recently oh, so i think really yes his new yeah. albums his music always makes me smile so i would say torn wells okay, there for sure terrific
4: very nice let's go into your family origin do you have siblings where are you if you are in the birth order
16: oh goodness yeah so i'm the youngest of three mm-hmm. um my oldest brother is um 20 years older than me and then okay. my sister who's the middle is uh 10 years older than me oh so, wow yeah my mom said decades
5: only like that's wow. okay
16: and weren't you the surprise
5: i know right <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're getting to know Lexi, our new producer. Lexi, your favorite teacher, please. My
16: favorite teacher from high school is Mr. Duran. He was my English teacher. Absolutely loved him. I would go and eat lunch with him sometimes uh, during some of my breaks because I just had free time in my senior year. Thank you, Mr. Duran, for doing such a good job with Lexi. Very nice.
4: (laughs) All right, to entertainment, your top three favorite movies or TV shows of all time, either or.
16: Um, so we'll go ahead and move the movies first. Mm -hmm. People tell me I'm the sad movie watcher because I only watch movies and I really love movies that have like more of a realistic or sad ending, which is so depressing, but Dead Poet Society is number one. Oh my Mm -hmm. gosh. So good. Um, Grave of the Fireflies is the next one, which is not as well known, Mm -hmm. but very, it's very heartbreaking. Um, and then I couldn't think of like a third one. Um, but I to lighten it up a little bit I'll say Mean Girls cuz oh, I there we I go. love Mean Girls. <laughs> Make someone smile a little bit. Sure. Um
4: Very good. TV.
16: So TV shows, um Avatar the Last Airbender is something that's always mm. been near and dear to my heart. Oh yeah, that's a good. One. Yeah, that one for sure. Then um Stranger Things, so good. Thank you. And it's only it's only two episodes in, but The Last of Us has captured my heart oh, already. Really? It's so good.
5: Interesting. Interesting. Okay. All right. Oh, it's my turn. <laughs> okay, give me your uh, favorite actors, actresses. Give us three. My favorite actors:
16: Pedro Pascal. Okay, he's so good. Um, I also rewatched The Hunger Games recently, so oh, I'm going to say yeah. Josh Hutcherson. Okay, mm-hmm. he's up there, and. Ooh, this third one's so hard. I was thinking about it so much. Um, we'll say Tom Cruise. Okay. Tom Cruise right. is really good. Very good. Um, for actresses, Jennifer Lawrence is high up there. Mm-hmm. Jenna Ortega in Wednesday was really good. So yes, I was I very heard. excited. Um, She's got a really interesting face, doesn't she? Yes, I think I. she is so beautiful. And yeah. I think it's so. In a very
5: weird way. Mm-hmm.
16: I love watching her um, act, it's yeah. amazing. And then. I know it's I know it's not really T V actresses, but I'm very big into Broadway musicals and Eva Nobozada is a very great actress. Hey, What's it. her name? Eva Nobozada. She plays um, Eurydice in Hades Town and she played the lead in Miss Saigon for the twenty fifth anniversary.
4: Excellent. Nice. Very nice, yeah. Lexi. We did not know that. Very nice. <laughs> All right. Name one person that you greatly admire and why? Oh, my mom. One hundred percent. And her name. Tina,
5: Tina, 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 you did a great job (laughs) raising Lexi. We love her. Yeah, Tina,
16: Tina's been through a lot and she's been my number one supporter for a very long time. Oh, yay for
5: Tina. The decades go
4: by, but (laughs) Tina's still here. That's
16: right. We (laughs) love that about her. Uh, Do you have a pet? I do have a pet. Her name is Possum.
5: She's a cat. Okay. (laughs) Not a (laughs) possum. Which is Um, confusing if you think about it. Yeah.
16: (laughs) But she's um, my little stinky girl, and I love her so much. Uh, She's uh, just an American short hair, but she is a uh, tortoise shell, is what they'll call the coat. she's pretty. Yeah. She has these beautiful, like, almost yellow eyes. And when she puts her ears back and her eyes are real big, she um, looks like an owl. Because mm. uh, oh. she has like this um, little thing on her nose, which makes it look like it's more pointed than it is. It, you she could have f- called her owl. I know. Uh, but not possible. <laughs> but that's how that's what the um, place named her. So uh, we weren't going to okay. change it. Of course, All right. She's
4: going to confuse her anymore. Mm-hmm. OK, you're out for an evening. Favorite beverage.
16: Oh, gosh. Be I'm big on water with a lemon.
5: What? Come OK, on. that's good. <laughs> no, that's an excellent answer. I like to stay hydrated. What can that's I say? Good. I, I think that's lemon. great. Hmm? If you could travel anywhere, money being no option. Where are you going? Japan oh I want to see
16: it so bad because I know it's so beautiful during the winter time mm-hmm. and any time of the year really excellent your most happy place this is so hard because I have so many happy places oh, good. Um, with my friends with my family are the big ones you know but I just love being so sur- my happy place is being surrounded by people um, that feel like home oh that's awesome
5: that's yes. a really good answer and to close it out learning about Lexi three things that make you laugh and be specific lady
16: I'm so... It's so easy to make me laugh. It's so hard (laughs) to be specific. Um, My friends love telling the dumbest jokes. Um, They always know how to make me laugh, especially if I'm going through, like, a rough time. Uh, My boyfriend is... (laughs) He always does this little joke where he... um, Oh, what is it? Um, (laughs) He... He pretends to, like, be super hick, but he's really not, um, which is so silly. But he'll go, if we're getting into his truck to go somewhere, he'll go, get in the truck. (laughs) Like, he's just pretending to be, like, super mean about it, but he's just being so funny. And that always makes me laugh. His name? Uh, Brandon. Brandon. Get in the truck, Brandon. What
4: the heck, man? Back off, huh? Yeah. (laughs)
16: And one other thing that makes me laugh that he does is there was one time I tried to open my door for myself, speaking of getting into his truck, uh, and he slapped my hand away and said, that's not your job. And then he opened the door for me. And that made me laugh so hard very That's also a good thing. We like that about Brandon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he didn't actually hit me, but like he slapped my hand away. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> Just clarifying. He's hard
4: about it. Get in the truck, but then he'll slap your hand away.
5: Yeah. <laughs> I've enjoyed this segment of getting to know Lexi.
3: 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE.
0: Attention. If you owe money to the IRS, this is an urgent message. The IRS is cracking down by sending out heart-stopping letters, aggressively garnishing paychecks, seizing bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. They call it enforced compliance. And you better watch out because penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily, making it seem impossible to ever get out of debt. Don't let the tax debt destroy your life. You need to call Optima Tax Relief, the number one tax resolution firm. They're experts in the Fresh Start initiative, one of the biggest breaks that the IRS has ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands. Optima's resolved over $1 billion of tax debt for their clients. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, they'll fight to get you the best deal possible.
2: Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433 Optima Tax Relief Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com
8: The new year has begun and the teachers, parents, staff, and students at Eden Christian Academy are excited for what lies ahead. Because every day at Eden is a day for new beginnings, filled with new opportunities, new possibilities to explore and learn new things about God, ourselves and our world. May your new year be filled with the hope and promise of new possibilities in God who makes all things new. A message from your friends at Eden Christian Academy. At EdenChristianAcademy.org.
0: During the pandemic, they closed our churches down.
11: Suicide rates are exploding. Drug and alcohol use is ravaging America. And there's no church to bring the hope
0: see the new documentary super spreader how a stand against religious tyranny brought hope to a country in crisis christian singer and activist sean foy leading what's called let us worship here's a move of god it's going to change america watch super spreader available now at salemnow.com salemnow.com
4: you like getting on a train
5: i would get on a train that just seems like the most relaxing i mean other than a cruise on the rhine which was pretty much the greatest transportation thing i've done yes a train that would be up there be
4: very very nice to get on a train i've
5: never taken a train i mean i've Like, I've taken Amtrak to New Jersey a couple times. Yeah, that's that's, not really. I
4: mean, Amtrak, we used to have a great train system in this country, but unfortunately not. Uh, There's small pockets of great train travel. Mm -hmm. I I told the story before. I was 23 years old. uh, To reward myself after a very difficult time uh, uh, from a physical injury, I went to uh, Europe by myself and i, I had um, was hanging out in london for a week or so i befriended some people they said we're going to go to an elton john concert i said yeah okay great and then elton john this is the, one of the great misreadings of a of a song lyric uh, uh, he was singing daniel
17: mm-hmm.
4: and uh daniel is and, and i thought daniel is heading tonight on a train but Isn't it's it actually a plane? a plane yeah but whenever elton john sang that i said to these people i'm with I'm leaving now. Daniel's heading tonight on a train. I can see the head t- red tail lights headed for Spain. And I said, nice to meet you guys. I'm leaving now, and I'm going to get on a train and go to Spain. And that's exactly what I did. <laughs> <laughs> so I got on a train in London. Uh-huh. I went to France. Uh, I went to Spain and Portugal. I was gone for many, many, many weeks and met some incredible people who I still have contact with. So trains... The travel of trains is a great sort of romance for many people, it isn't is, that? It is not
5: it its and it's easy in Europe to do that. They still much, have a great train Yeah, network. they really do. And yeah. it's much easier than here.
4: Five inviting new reasons why train travel beats flying. Oh, where's uh, this from? This is uh, from today's Wall Street Journal. Okay. So they list great train journeys. The Kiwi Coast Caravan is the first one. New Zealand. Great train travels through New Zealand, suitable for everything from weekend trips to 17 day journeys, crisscross the picturesque country of New Zealand. Oh. One from Christchurch to Greymouth cuts through the peaks and glacial valleys of the South Island Spine. Middle Earth, J.A.R. Tolkien's oh. view. And they show people sitting in a beautiful train.
5: Oh, no way. Mm, yeah. Okay, but you have to be on a plane for about 20 hours. Yeah,
4: to get to New Zealand.
5: More than that, to Mm, get there.
4: Yep. Oregon's old school jaunt.
5: Oh, I don't know that.
4: Train travel gives you a sense of the vastness and diversity of the country, said David Brown, president of the Massachusetts Bay Railroad Enthusiast. One such opportunity that exists is here in the country, the Oregon Coast Scenic Railroad Spring Splendor Ride. It chugs along the craggy coast of the Pacific Northwest, huffing steam at 10 miles an hour, On a restored track late in 1911, starting in April, it's a two-hour itinerary. Includes coastal towns and Rockaway beaches. That's wonderful. In Oregon. Mm
5: -hmm. Oregon coast is so beautiful.
4: Vermont. Oh. Then and now. The last time a train service ran directly from Manhattan to Burlington, Vermont, was 1954. You can now, though, take... And
5: uh, Rosemary, Clooney, and uh, Bing Crosby were on it. (laughs) Singing snow, 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 (laughs)
4: snow. Now you can take Amtrak's extended Ethan Allen Line. New Yorkers tired of the subway, stress or ready for the mountainous air. They can journey through the Hudson River Valley and roll into the Green Mountain State's most populous city by the shores of Lake Champlain. It costs you $75 um, to travel throughout the state of Vermont.
5: Does it say how long that trip is? Uh, it does not say okay. how long
4: it is, no. Mm-mm. All right. Swiss Alpine Views. Train trippers who want a sumptuous oh. jaunt can reserve forward-facing heated seats on a sleek train that rambles southwest from Interlaken to Montreux and vice versa via the Golden Pass Express route. The sunlit peaks visible through picture windows inspire the Mont Blanc travel. Then the Orient Express
5: uh-huh. prides
4: itself on its super luxury routes. It costs you $2,177 per person. I
5: actually thought it'd be more than that.
4: In deluxe cabins, 12-day train trip.
5: Does it start in uh, Istanbul?
4: Istanbul, Yep. I'd love to do that. That's a super bucket Are list. Are
5: you kidding me? Yep. Would that be
4: awesome? Imagine the people, the conversations, the food. Get me on the train. Wow.
7: WORD FM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey
6: 33. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Authorities are about to release police video depicting officers beating a black man who later died. Tyree Nichols' death after a traffic stop prompted murder charges Thursday against the officers. Memphis Police Chief C.J. Davis on ABC's Good Morning America says she's very confused by what happened.
15: And the level of uh, aggression and response to what, what had occurred in this traffic stop and is still very unclear, you know, as to uh, the, the real reason for the stop in the first place.
6: Nichols' family said they expect protests but urge people to demonstrate peacefully. And a spokesman for Ukraine's Air Force says Russia has used its latest hypersonic Kinzhal missiles to strike Ukrainian energy facilities in both Kyiv and Zaporizhia regions. This is SRN News.
14: If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your time share or you'll pay nothing.
12: Call for your free information kit. 800 626 That's 800 626
4: Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you got to use it, it's not very absorbent? It's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry. That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow Towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually dry you. Their six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors. And right now, you can receive a six-piece set for only $49.99 with promo code WORD. Or go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and have their 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set off pillow Tiles, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, enter promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. That's 800-391-0954. Or visit MyPillow.com promo code word
8: they say they'll get your biggest
4: tax refund
8: jackson hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund thousands in weekly prizes during the double your refund sweepstakes your biggest refund times two twice the money so forget about them file your taxes on the double at jackson hewitt today no purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4 2 Visit JacksonHewitt.com for rules.
15: Cornerstone Television Network has been sharing the gospel through Christ-centered TV for over 43 years. In 2023, our mission remains the same. But we can't wait to share with you how we're shifting to reach the next generation. Watch Visions of Hope with Keenan Bridges, Coy Barker, Eric Butler, Robert Jeffress, and Candace Smithyman. Tune in January 23rd through 27th, 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television. That's Verizon Fios Channel 505 or Channel 805 on Comcast Xfinity. <laughs>
12: We'll see considerable cloudiness tonight with a couple of snow showers, maybe mixed with rain late. Storm total snowfall 1 to 3 inches, low 29, rising to the upper 30s. Cloudy skies on tap for tomorrow, tomorrow's high 43. Considerable clouds tomorrow, a couple of rain or snow showers late, low 38. Remaining cloudy Sunday, a couple of showers and a high of 42. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
3: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the
4: Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Today, January 27th, is the 50th anniversary of the Paris Paris Peace Accords, which were signed on this date 50 years ago, essentially ending the Vietnam War. Of course, many in the United States, uh, American war veterans, refugees from Southeast Asia still live in the war's traumatic legacy. 58,000-plus American servicemen were killed in that decades-long war. Some 2 million Vietnamese civilians were killed. Hundreds of thousands of North and South Vietnamese soldiers were killed. Oh, that's awful. The country is still, uh, Vietnam, sort of digging out in many ways Mm -hmm. from uh, that war. And uh, it's interesting, you know, to, to think about the war and what a pinnacle it was. I mean, what a cultural pinnacle it was. It's been diminished in the past couple of decades because there's been so many wars, right? The war in Afghanistan right. went on forever. but um, The war in Iraq. Yep. But if you were alive in the 60s and the 70s, the cultural upheaval that surrounded the Vietnam War was just cataclysmic. I mean, it tore families apart. Uh, just uh, shocking what the war did, and of course the the, the huge price that uh, we paid as Americans, but even the larger price of the country of Vietnam paid. Uh, was it a just war? Were we were we supposed to Vietnam be in Vietnam in the first place? What was what was solved by fighting all those many years? Right, right. Was communism stopped? What about China? What about you know? It just goes on and on and on. But it is a somber day to to think Mm -hmm. about the end of the Vietnam War.
5: It is. Now, you had uh, an intimate connection with that because your brother Mm -hmm. fought.
4: If anybody was alive, I mean, I was 15. I mean, everybody had a story because the country, you know, I mean, it was in the shadow of World War II. So my father was a World War II vet. He was he was like a lot of those guys. They were like pro war that they wanted, you know, the America to continue to fight its legacy. They saw something. I mean, it was a very John Wayne sort of thing mm-hmm. in a way. I'm not going to try to you know deride the guys who were, but in the end, people saw whatever. It was ridiculous in the end. What we did this for? What?
5: And the ending of it and how it ended was was painful and humiliating.
4: Well. I mean, as bad as it ended, when you think about how the war in Afghanistan ended, oh, the Vietnam War well, ended a little, care. a lot better yeah, than apparently that, the war in Afghanistan ended. That's a ended. very good point. Yeah. But of course, you know, anybody who was alive, I mean, it, it, my brother, who's six years older than me, he was drafted into the war. My brother and my dad fought bitterly about this. I mean, they fought. So there were fist fights in the living room about the, about the war in my house. I mean, it just shocked us. My brother was gone. We prayed for my brother daily for his safe return and, and by the grace of god he did return safely and but i remember being a, you know a catholic schoolboy as an altar boy serving funerals for guys families classmates whose brothers didn't come home it was a brutal brutal waste of time it really was so oh. today 50 years and so, you know and
5: and the, and the casualties were what did you say 55000 58000 58000 plus 58000 some as of today, the estimates are that Russia has lost one hundred and eight thousand in the conflict in, in Ukraine in less than a year, mm-hmm. right? Yeah,
4: and Ukrainians. I mean, you know, it's always the citizens. It's,
5: it's always the citizens. Million, like,
4: Vietnam, Vietnam, millions and oh millions my of gosh, people are died. Are you
5: kidding me? Are you? And looking at the numbers, we did this last week. World War II numbers. Yeah, of the civilians that were lost is in out al, in Allied countries is. Shocking. Yeah. I mean, it's shocking in Axis countries too, but there were, the percentage was much higher. The percentage was 80-20 flipped, if you can imagine. Um, In Axis countries, only 20% of the casualties were uh, civilians. And in allied countries, uh, 80% of the casualties were civilians. Mm
4: -hmm. Would we were a world of peace? We're not. Would we were?
5: No chance of that anytime soon. I
4: mean, we, we never, I mean, you, you go back to the beginning of time. And Even you see, so come, Lord Jesus. Yeah. I mean, it's always one war after another. And of course, you know, wars in our streets, wars between borders, wars across the international stage. As long as man walks this earth, so we will be at battle with each other. Yep. Because we're at war with ourselves.
5: We're going to take a break. But when we come back, the question is, has the FBI become too politicized? Has it become politicized at all? I think the answer seems to be yes. Mm -hmm. But we're going to talk to Paul McNulty about this. He's the president of Grove City College, but he was U.S. Deputy Attorney General overseeing the FBI. We'll ask his opinion next.
7: 101.5 WORD.
8: Next time on PowerPoint with
2: Jack Cram. The grace of God produces godly living in our lives. How could we truly be righteous and not live right in the PowerPoint? We are transformed to be
1: triumphant. Tune in next time for PowerPoint with Jack Graham. PowerPoint tonight at 9.30 on 101.5 W O R D. Happy anniversary.
4: It is the Springhouse's big anniversary. Hey, Marsh, tell us the news.
7: Hi, John. We're celebrating our 47th anniversary.
4: Wow. Holy smokes.
7: 47 years.
4: That's a yep. long time. I mean, your, your family is. should be so proud. 47 years. That's your family. I mean, I can't imagine all the stories, all the customers, all the food, all the delight, everything that you've done all these many years.
7: You're making me teary-eyed, John. <laughs> it's true. We are very blessed and we're very thankful.
4: Excellent. So how are you celebrating this year?
7: Okay, so um, we still have a little bit of time tonight. We don't close till 7, so we're doing free desserts all day today. Nice. Tomorrow, um, Saturday, we're going to have um, a really scrumptious breakfast from 9 to 11. We've added some extra things to it, like farmer's casserole and strawberry fritters. And then we're gonna have free homemade soup with every meal that anybody gets here at the Spring House. And then if um, anybody's up for chicken and gravy over biscuits on a gray day in southwestern Pennsylvania, um, we're doing buy one, get one free, and you can get two freebies for your family in that in that department. And we're doing all kinds of specials with 47 cents, and then every 12th gallon of milk going through the store is free. And then on Sunday, we're having our all you can eat. Ham and turkey dinner, including a yummy dessert, for fifteen forty-seven. So wow. it's just going to be a fun celebrating weekend.
4: Fabulous things do get better with age. The Spring House is the major case in point. Happy forty-seventh anniversary! Take part in it. it. Seems like a lot of delight, great food. Spring House all weekend long. Happy forty-seven, Marsh.
7: Thanks, John.
4: If you are
3: sixty-five or older, you know this: watching your hard-earned dollars fly out the window on health care costs is so frustrating but here's some great news if you miss the december 7th deadline for open enrollment it's not too late here's something that can really help it's medishare 65 plus medishare is a community of christians who share each other's health care bills it's people who encourage and pray for each other too medishare 65 plus is a low cost option for those with medicare parts a and b and it fills in the gaps where medicare stops it's a great way to fight inflation too you can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years Plus, it's easy. You can use any Medicare-approved doctor or get 24-7 telehealth access from the comfort of your home. So worth looking into. MediShare 65 Plus is open for enrollment. And if you join right now, before January 31st, your second month will be free. So don't miss this chance. Call 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. What if, instead of
8: focusing on how students can serve the market educators focused on how schools can serve students trinity christian school in forest hills invites you to discover what a classical christian education can offer your child saturday february 4th from 10 to eleven thirty. meet the teachers tour the school enjoy brunch and get all your questions answered about the holistic approach to education that works with the grain of your child's god-given curiosity for more information visit trinitychristian.net
5: Paul McNulty's back with us, ninth president of Grove City College. Prior to returning, though, to his alma mater, President McNulty spent over 30... Long years in Washington, D.C. I put the long in Uh, as an attorney in public service and private practice before being appointed to the position of deputy attorney general, the second in command at the U.S. Department of Justice. While he was there, he oversaw the FBI and worked closely with the last five FBI directors, which is why we turn to him today with our question. Has the FBI become politicized? Paul, welcome back to the program.
17: Hi, Kathy. Thank you. They they were long years and um, being a college president, being a college president are long years, too. So it's uh, not that much different. Right.
4: (laughs) Yes. So, Paul, the question, has the FBI become politicized? You you sent this to us from World Magazine and, of course, a front row seat from the Department of Justice as you ascended to your position in Washington, D.C. Of course, you had to know the long history of the FBI and J. Edgar Hoover, the founder, essentially, of the FBI. Can you talk about uh, those early days of looking at the FBI and knowing the history of the FBI in your position as you were about to sort of exceed over all of this?
17: Yeah, John, I I had a a very um, interesting vantage point uh, over the years. I've had it with the FBI because um, early in my career working at the Department of Justice uh, for Bill Barr, who was the attorney general, um, you know, he he would meet with the FBI director at the time and I would sit in a lot of these meetings. And um, there were some uh, very significant um, initiatives and uh, operations that occurred and, we always hold the FBI in such high regard as a general public and certainly um, people at the Department of Justice do as well. And so, um, you know, I I have nothing but um, positive things um, to think and, and experience about the FBI. And so this um, criticism that has now been building has really struck me as being um uh, a very significant thing and a shift in what has been this long-standing public respect for our top investigative and frankly, the top investigative agency in the world. Mm-hmm.
4: So is it just the spirit, Paul, of the age that we live in that uh,
5: everything's politicized? Right.
4: And everybody wants to topple through the ivory towers and take everything down. There's conspiracy behind every corner and every rock.
17: Well, you know, I think you have put your finger on it. Um, and so both of you in saying that, I think have touched on what I'm seeing as well. Um, the article in World Magazine um, involves uh, interviews with uh, former agents who talk about how um, control was drawn into Washington headquarters that Bob Mueller and I was right there with Bob Mueller when this was happening uh, after 9-11 um, You know, we were scrambling to try to make sure there was not, you know, another terrorist attack. And these attacks, of course, have catastrophic implications. They did on 9-11, and we were trying to prevent another one. And so there was virtually no margin for error. And Bob Mueller, um, you know, had to try to run things um, uh, very clearly from D.C. And so some say, well, that only – took away um, control from the field offices and, and put more hands into uh, uh, bureaucrats in Washington. I do think there's something to that criticism of that shift, but I think it's deeper than that. I think it has to do with the divide in our country and the demonization of people. And I think that there are more elites, um, sort of progressive elites at the Department of Justice and at the FBI – who simply don't know Christians don't know America the way um, that many Americans know it and and are, um, I think, quicker to um, bring the hand of law enforcement down in a way that looks more political but really is a part of this, this gulf we have that we just don't seem to be able to um, uh, close at all right now.
5: Mm-hmm. When I think of the FBI being politicized, uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is the the James Comey thing, you know, w- when Hillary Clinton was running for president. Right. Um, but, you know, John pointed out to me when we were uh, talking earlier in the show, I mean, there was the J. Edgar Hoover stuff. I mean, it's not like that was the first moment. To me, that was the beginning of maybe a new era of it. But I wonder if maybe that's just because I'm one of those people who just gets caught up in a news cycle. Um, from your perspective, how do you see the historic connection between politics and the FBI?
17: Well, there definitely is a very serious history there with J. Edgar Hoover, and we wouldn't want to minimize that. So I think it's, it's true that um, there were um, connections to uh, political agendas, and Hoover um, uh, did a number of things that were really problematic. But I think the Bureau recovered from that. I think there were many years. um, In fact, early years after um, uh, Hoover, when the new leadership came in, uh, Judge Webster was one of those um, great directors who turned things around. And um, I worked closely with Louis Free, and uh, he he really um, did an excellent job of continuing that um, that sort of strong uh, reputation for integrity. I think the Uh, Events around Donald Trump and Jim Comey were very significant in um, a change in perception of the FBI and the FBI getting itself into um, a perspective of of going after what they thought was this threat to democracy that we hear about Mm -hmm. so much. And I think it infected a lot of people at the headquarters level. We saw some clear examples of that. And I'm not so sure that that has been removed, even as we brought in Chris Ray, who is another person I know very well. And I think very highly of Chris. But um, many of these supervisors, I believe, may be just um, more cause oriented in the worldview that they have. Mm. And that accounts for um, some of the judgments that uh, Mm. we see displayed.
5: So is that due to their age? You know, is that is that a, a generational thing?
17: Yes, I do think in part, I think that there's old school, new school with the FBI. If you talk to older agents, and of course, you know, you can retire in the FBI uh, from the FBI after 20 years. So when we think of retired agents. They're not actually all that old. But when you talk to agents that have um, seen uh, all of this happening, um, they think of the Bureau as being far more careful and less caught up in some of this rhetoric that we hear today so you know easily thrown around i think that younger leaders have kind of come out of a more politicized environment i think it's very true about doj lawyers and i think to some extent that affects and is similar to what we see in in some senior fbi folks as well
4: mm-hmm. We're talking with Paul McNulty, who is the president of Grove City College. Paul, uh, since the FBI executed a search warrant um, on former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence, uh, that has really, for a lot of Republicans, raised the ire, right? That's where we are right now, where the zenith of finger-pointing towards the politicalization of the FBI. And so I wonder about the FBI's... Uh, will or their strength or their ability to say, well, we see a problem somewhere. And so we. I guess my question is, does the FBI have free reign to look at something and think we're going to go after something? We're not quite sure what it is, but we want to focus on that. And maybe that's where the political partisan stuff comes into play.
17: Well, the FBI has um, certainly a lot of discretion, but Um, It works closely with prosecutors, whether those prosecutors are in Washington in what we call main justice headquarters or they're in the U.S. attorney's offices. So there's a lot of collaboration back and forth. And in the case of the investigation of President Trump, this is very closely coordinated and managed out of Washington. So I don't think the agents are off on their own, you know, fishing expedition or agendas. Um, I think that the. um, uh, that operation is you know a priority, and um, the agents are definitely um, led by a, a group of prosecutors who are determined to find something if at all possible so you know we see that i'm uh, because i'm a former prosecutor I like to trust and defer to and I see things about an investigation that they're um, there are things we don't know, and therefore we should be quick. We shouldn't be quick to judge, mm-hmm. um, but I, I'm concerned about uh, the judgments in certain situations. After Waco, mm-hmm. the FBI stepped back. Larry Free, uh, Louis Free said um, we need to really rethink when we come on strong like we did in Waco and put ourselves in that position. And since then, they've really been very careful about these standoffs. But now I see times when. They bring in full force, such as the case of the Pennsylvania abortion, uh, anti-abortion protester who was arrested in his home in the early morning hours. And I wonder who was thinking about that one and whether or not that made sense and whether that was necessary and how that would be perceived in terms of, you know, just um, First Amendment rights and and um, the appropriate use of law enforcement.
5: Paul, what about how the FBI interacts with a current president? So John brought up classified documents found at Mar-a-Lago. We now know that they're classified documents that were found in Biden's residence as well. Pence. And, of course, we know Pence. But I'm I'm curious about Biden in particular because he's currently the executive. Um, what goes into the FBI investigating the current president in office?
17: Well, again, this is something that's going to be guided By the prosecutors, prosecutor, DOJ officials, and the bureau is going to work very closely with those prosecutors. So when you see something, uh, for example, um, involving the way that the documents were searched at President Biden's home, where it appeared as though there was a lot of defense lawyer involved in cooperation, that would be something that would be, you know, closely managed or overseen by DOJ lawyers, and those lawyers um, are you know mostly career, not political appointees again try to sort of give them the benefit of the doubt that they're making their um, best decisions here and there are differences in the way that procedures have to play out sure. one case versus another in terms of the, the bureau's you know connection with the White House. Only Director Ray would really have any uh, contact with the White House personally, and um, even in this sort of time when the president is now being investigated, just as a matter of national security, uh, Director Ray is going to have to and does, you know, communicate with the president. But I, I, I am I'm not concerned about that because I believe that you know Director Ray knows what he's doing and he has to um, uh, uh, be. Fulfilling his responsibilities as uh, as the FBI director. Right.
5: OK, so what one, one more question before we leave that subject, though, Paul, one, you know, it, from my extremely cursory reading of these situations and certainly as a civilian. um And by civilian, I mean, first of all, I'm not serving in the State Department. I'm not part. I have no legal background. But when I read the the number of classified documents and whatever in the Trump case, it does seem like it's more egregious than the Biden case. But when the Biden documents were found, I thought, well, there's no possible way they can prosecute Trump at this point because politically it would just be too hot. I mean even if the 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 preponderance of evidence would be against former president Trump I I just don't see any way where as far as the court of public opinion the the prosecutors wouldn't be run over if they decided to prosecute Trump and not Biden but is public opinion law
17: Well public opinion gets factored in maybe they don't quite call it that but um you know the the bottom line for prosecutors is um Will we be successful? Mm -hmm. And if we have to go to a jury trial, um, you know, what kind of things are we going to run into? And um, and that gets into judgments that are a little less than, you know, is there sufficient evidence to support any particular charge? And I do think that um, that's a serious problem. If anyone thought that they were going to be able to bring a case against um, President Trump, Uh, that this this doesn't uh, make that more difficult. However, there can be factual differences between the two cases that a reasonable lawyer who's not trying to be political at all could say, well, here's why we would charge here, why we wouldn't charge there. But um, I don't want to, you know, steer you off of your sense of that, Kathy, because I do think that that has complicated the equation in a very significant way. Mm
4: -hmm. Yes. Okay, Paul. So there you are. You know, 30 years in public service in Washington, D.C. At one point, you were the deputy attorney general, the second in command at the Department of Justice. Knowing what you know now, past experience, and now having left the Department of Justice, and there you are at Grove City College, a few years removed from Washington, D.C., when you see all the rancor, all the politics involved in this country right now, when you hear the question, has the FBI become politicized your gut tells you what
17: my gut tells me that it's not as bad as we may be tempted to think i I would say no to the question that it hasn't become politicized. I would say it is at risk of losing uh the credibility that it's had mm-hmm. it's enjoyed, and that um and that that risk is more than just a, you know kind of a reputation but it's really the confidence of the people that's so important. And I think that um, more examples or problems um, will um, be, you know, a serious issue for us all because the rule of law is something that has been, you know, unique and important in American life. Um, I had a student who graduated a few years ago, went into one, became a police officer. I mentored him a lot because he wanted to be, In law enforcement, he wrote me a note the other day. He just got accepted into the FBI as an agent. And, you know, he was really proud and and excited to share that with me. And that's been that's been the story, you know, in the history of our country. I Mm -hmm. don't want to see that tarnished. I want to see, you know, the best people still aspire to that. Mm -hmm. And I do think there's risk now, but I don't think it's become politicized in a way that um, should discourage people from still trusting the FBI.
5: Mm, That's a good word. Paula, I was just up at Grove City College today. Uh, we probably were ah. like ships passing in the night. Uh, tell <laughs> tell our listeners how things are on campus and um, what what's the latest.
17: Oh well, it's wonderful. You know, we're just now um, in our first finishing our first week. So classes began for the second semester this week. Um, it's been a rough winter week as in Western mm-hmm, Pennsylvania, yeah. but um, the students seem to be. Um, moving on just fine. Uh, Wednesday morning, for example, we had our uh, Wednesday chapel. We probably had 1,500 or more of our 2,000 plus students all together um, worshiping. um, And um, every day I am encouraged by the attitude of our students as far as their engagement, uh, their love for this community, and their you know, making the most of the experience. So I feel like we're off to a great start this semester. I'm looking forward to uh, all the things that we've got packed into our schedule. We're having Trudy Kathy White from the uh, Chick-fil-A family speak here in a couple of weeks. And, oh,
15: fantastic. she' will be
17: inspiring. And we have a number of other great speakers lined up for the semester. Excellent.
5: And will they will they bring any trays of, you know, yeah go. i know yeah. i'm gonna
17: get a lot of that okay. and uh <laughs> we'll have to figure that one yeah, out Yeah, start working on that
4: paul i mean yeah. someone's got to do it right. So yeah better you That's very right. nice paul you're doing an excellent job it's always a pleasure to check in with you uh carry on to uh, a successful second semester
17: nice to talk to you again thank you, you as well very much
4: paul All McNulty right. is the ninth president of grove city college information about grove city college online gcc.edu grove city college
2: Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. We're entering a time of increasing
18: hostility against people of faith. A time when Christians are going to be tested on a moral and physical and financial basis, unlike any other time in our lifetime. I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author, evangelical leader, here to remind you that you have to take action to protect and steward what God has given you. For example, record high inflation is going to continue to eat away at the dollar, and the savings of your retirement account is in danger. Fortunately, God does provide a way. To protect your retirement, I recommend diversifying your 401k or IRA out of paper and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. Now to see how it works, just text the word FAITH to 989898. That'll give you access to a free info kit on gold IRAs. There are no strings attached, so text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 right now, and I pray your family is blessed with peace of mind because you took action.
1: Geneva College understands that you're passionate about your life's work. Through Geneva's graduate degree programs, you'll be equipped to fully pursue your faith life calling, excelling in your field and moving forward for a purpose. In your studies and in your work, you'll be challenged to seek God's design in all things, integrating faith and life, aspiring, leading, and achieving your goals for all that you're created to be and do. You were made for this. Visit geneva.edu slash graduate to learn more.
0: Discover the magnificence of the Mediterranean with Alistair Bay and our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Nine life-changing days of powerful worship, Bible study, and history. Sign up now, at deeperfaithcruise.com.
7: Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the WordFM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.
12: We'll see considerable cloudiness tonight with a couple of snow showers, maybe mixed with rain late. Storm total snowfall one to three inches, low 29, rising to the upper 30s. Cloudy skies on tap for tomorrow, tomorrow's high 43. Considerable clouds tomorrow, couple of rain or snow showers late, low 38. Remaining cloudy Sunday, couple of showers and a high of 42. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
4: I'm reading here from Relevant Magazine, and it says this. A priest from Michigan claims that in 2016, he died after suffering a heart attack. He went to hell, and he witnessed unbelievable moments of torture and pain there. Priest Gerald Johnson saw demons enslaving humans and a man walking on all fours like a dog and getting burned from head to toe. His eyes were bulging and worse than that. He was wearing chains on his neck. He was a hellhound. But the very worst torture that Johnson saw, he said that there is a section of hell where music is played, but not just any music. He could specifically hear Rihanna's umbrella (laughs) and Bobby McFerrin's (laughs) Don't Worry, Be Happy being used for torture. Johnson clarified it wasn't the original versions of the songs, it? it was a group of demons performing them incorrectly as torture. Quote. Every word of every song was made to torture you for the fact that you didn't worship God through music while you were here on earth, Johnson said. In a now viral TikTok, Johnson explores that he explains that he initially thought he was on his way up to heaven because of the way he had lived his life. But it turns out that was not the case. Quote, I thought I did so much good during my life and that I helped so many people. But even so, I went down to hell. I entered the very center of the earth. The things that I saw there are indescribable. It brings up so many difficult feelings when I talk about it. I was there, and I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. I don't care what he did to me. No one deserves that. He says, I was angry with God because I did so much good in my life, and I ended up in hell. I rose up out of hell, and I returned to earth. And God spoke to me, and he said, you were secretly angry with people who harmed you, and you hoped I would punish them. These are not your people. These are my people. I just want you to focus on the task that I give you. And even though I did good, he says, the thing that I had in my heart was a lack of forgiveness for the people who wronged me. He's posted more videos on his TikTok channel answering questions about that.
5: Okay, well, I mean, that that's a, it's a good outcome, right?
4: Yeah, he gets a chance to do it over again.
5: It's, it's, it's rough for Rihanna and Bobby McFerrin to hear that. Yeah. Though umbrella can really get under your skin. I hope I don't see that. I, I don't, no. I
4: don't want to see that. No. I don't want to hear that.
5: Don't worry. Be happy. Isn't that bad? Mm -hmm.
7: 101.5 WORD.
1: Your station for unlimited grace with Brian Chappell.
0: The reason that we have a prophecy so that when we can't forget our errors of what we have done or has been done to us that we will remember there is a God who when we can't let go of it when other people can't let go of it we have a God who won't let go of us
1: unlimited grace with brian chapel tonight at 11 on 101.5 word we're entering a
18: time of hostility against the faithful a time when christians are going to be tested on a moral physical and even financial basis unlike any other time in your life hi i'm lance wall now christian author and evangelical leader here to remind you that you are the one that has to take action to protect and steward the gifts that god has given you for example with record high inflation eating away at the dollar. Many people's savings in retirement is going to start to evaporate. Fortunately, God always provides a way to fight back. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. Now to see how it works, just text the word DIVINE, D-I-V-I-N-E, to 989898 98 98 to get a free info kit on gold IRAs. There are no strings attached, so text DIVINE to 989898 98 98 right now, and I pray your family is blessed with continued prosperity. Holy. Have you or your children ever faced hunger at a level where your life or theirs were at risk?
8: Or have you ever been in a situation where you had little or no access to clean drinking water and no ability to get it? For most of us in the United States, we have never had to face that crisis. But for children in the countries of Malawi, Zambia and Uganda, it's a battle they face every single day. Cross International is asking for your help to provide life-saving resources for children in these African countries and other nations where Cross International has partners and is working to solve this crisis and assist with COVID-19 efforts. A $62 one-time gift per child helps provide life-saving resources like food, water, COVID-19 assistance, Christian education, and a Bible. If you would like to give a life-saving gift for one or more children, you can get involved right now by calling one 866 806 2977 that's one 806 2977 or look for the cross international banner at wordfm.com
15: cornerstone television network has been sharing the gospel through christ-centered tv for over 43 years in 2023 our mission remains the same but we can't wait to share with you how we're shifting to reach the next generation Watch Visions of Hope with Kenan Bridges, Coy Barker, Eric Butler, Robert Jeffress, and Candace Smithyman. Tune in January 23rd through 27th, 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television. That's Verizon Fios Channel 505 or Channel 805 on Comcast Xfinity.
6: It's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week
12: in Review. What was everyone talking about this week?
4: Uh, I would say Biden... And Pence and the rollout of more and more and more classified documents that seemingly are leaking throughout Washington, D.C. No
5: one knows what classified means. Mm -mm. That stamp at the top, apparently it's not doing any good. Well,
4: apparently there's like everything's classified, so So, then nothing's classified.
5: So what's up with that? So, So, okay.
4: Everything's classified. How about you? Same same thing? thing. Okay.
3: What was a conversation that made you think?
4: Uh, Yesterday, Neil Plantinga. Mm-hmm. Uh, Under the Wings of God, uh, his essay on God and the Loose. It's the same one I picked. Did, you know, mm-hmm. From Mark 5, 1 through 20. I mean, I, I just, I, if you've not read Mark 5, one twenty 20 in a while, please it's go. A,
5: it's a wacky passage. It's,
4: I love it. I mean, it's so fascinating because it indicts us. I mean, we're, we're part of that.
5: I never liked it. I never liked it. It was until, too scary. Well, just because I didn't get it. I I still, I'm not saying I get it. But I'm saying I just feel like I have more insight into it after reading uh, Cornelius Plantinga's book uh, and talking to him yesterday. But I would like to say that yesterday's that was at uh, five ten yep. on Thursday show yep. our conversation today at four ten with Amy Julia Becker. If you listen to both of them back to back, without um, we, you know hearing how both of them talk and think about healing in the Bible, mm-hmm. it's it's a very interesting, uh, you know. Position. Yeah. And I, and I, th- I think it, I really gained a lot from both yeah. of them. So I'd say if you didn't have a chance to hear Cornelius Plantinga yesterday or Amy Julia Becker today, you're in luck because you can find our podcast. We're on 40 different platforms. Wherever you get your podcasts, look for The Ride Home with yeah. John and Kathy.
4: What are you reading? So in that same thread, it just so happens that I've been reading this book this week called um, The Awe of God. And the subtitle is uh, The Astounding Way a Healthy Fear of God Transforms Your Life. Mm. Because, you know, Neil was talking about this yesterday. You know, everyone wants Jesus to be, you know, your buddy.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: I mean, God's terrifying. You know he's good. I mean, that article we just read in Relevant, I mean, about that about right. guy going into hell. No, nope. we have to be terrified of God. But we water God down in some way. We make him, like, user-friendly. Safe. Yeah. I don't believe that that's true. I think I need to be reminded of that on a regular basis.
5: Yeah, that God is gracious, huh. but also he's just.
4: Yes. And that moment we stand before God will be terrifying. I truly believe mm-hmm. that. Yeah. yeah. You?
5: Um, I Who's that book by that you're reading?
4: Oh, uh, a guy John Bevere. B-E-V-E-R-E. Oh,
5: okay. I'm not familiar with that book. Uh, I'm reading Surrender by Bono. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, Listening or reading? Listening and reading both. I have the book. Yeah. And so I'm reading along while he's talking. Yeah. And I have to tell you, first of all, it's a great way to do it if you can. But I know that I'm already a fan, so I get that. But I just think he's a wonderful writer. Mm. I'm I'm very... No surprise. I'm just really touched by some of the stories that he's told so far and the manner in which he tells them. So I highly recommend it. Excellent.
0: What did you
4: eat? Uh, we went out to dinner, Kath and I did, last night with friends.
11: <laughs>
5: we tore it up. Oh, man. First uh, off, fresh bread with dipping oil. Fabulous. Can you beat that? No. Seriously, I mean, that, that I ser- could have been the meal I right was there. I say, we could have done that for right. two hours and really been fine. Yeah.
4: And then we had beans and greens.
5: Which was great.
4: Oh, my gosh. And then I had uh, seafood with angel hair pasta and white clam sauce. Shrimp, scallops, mussels,
5: dang, and I had crab cakes
4: mm. oh,
5: with right. a portabella on the side. I mean, man, s- it was awesome. How,
4: you're, you're sitting there eating a meal that you eat last night, and I'm thinking, I am so undeserving of I this know. incredibly so luscious true. food. It's so true. And you're inside your head's like exploding, like
5: yeah, yep. yeah, oh, this is
4: so good. But man, that was a really good it meal. It was really, really so, good. You, you're the same thing. Yes. Yeah, oh, we're thing. in synchronicity here. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What did you watch? Uh, we went to the movies this week, and uh, we saw a film called Women Talking. And it is based on a book of a true story of a Mennonite community in Bolivia in t- 2009. It is a heinous crime that was committed from the men in the Mennonite community against the women of deep and harsh Sexual exploitation. Now, whenever Hollywood looks at Christendom, they'll either downgrade it, they'll mock it, or they'll make it saccharine sweet.
5: Yeah, or whack job.
4: This is none of that. This was a really interesting, deep treatise in what it is to be a believer and to wrestle with some very hard and ugly questions.
5: Mm. I really am eager to see it after hearing you say that. Yeah,
4: I mean, I really, really, uh, my wife and I have been talking about this for the last couple of days. Women talking is what I saw. It's in theaters now.
5: Okay, I look forward to that. Um, I'm going to bring up two things. The first thing is a show uh, that I want to say off the bat has probably the most vociferous use of the F word I've ever heard in any TV show mm. and I know that every TV show seems to have that now but this is like seems to take it to another level but The Bear which stars Jeremy Allen White, Ebon Moss Bacharach and Ayo Edabiri. That's a trio. It is a trio. It's so excellent. So if you can get past that it's a story of a chef a, a chef in a fine restaurant a James Beard award winner who ends up coming home to run his uh, brother's Chicago Italian sandwich shop. And it's not a comedy. It's about wounds in a family and it's about recovering when a loved one uh, is an addict um, and about dealing with suicide, Mm, it's a mm. a lot of things. And it is so excellent, but you just have to know going into it that the language is absolutely over the top. Mm -hmm. But it is very, very good. You can watch that on Apple. But I also started uh, to watch Us with uh, starring Tom Hollander and Saskia Reeves. Have you seen this, John? No, no. Uh, It's only a five-part series on a couple who decide that they're divorcing. Mm -hmm. But they're going to divorce, but they've already planned their uh, tour of Europe with their son who's just graduated from high school. So they've already put the deposit down and made all the plans. Really? And so they should just take the trip.
4: It's called Us? Us. What's it on?
5: Yeah, it is on Hulu. And Tom Hollander and Saskia Reeves are so outstanding. Oh, that's interesting. And parts of it are funny, and it's very, very painful, but it also has a very good message to it. Anyway, I'm not done with it yet, but I recommend Us.
6: What hacked you off?
4: Well, we live in this age now, of course, where we have a front row seat to policing. And there's a lot of mystery. At the same time, there is transparency. Case in point, the Paul Pelosi case. Now, that video has been released and the phone call as well. What a train wreck the whole thing is. Now, the police in Memphis are about to uh, release the uh, Tyree Nichols video as well. Even when you see something, it's hard to make sense of something without context. I was going to
5: say there's no context. So So it it almost doesn't help. I'm not saying it doesn't help, but I'm saying it almost doesn't because it makes you think that you get the whole situation. Right,
4: and reinforces whatever narrative or whatever side that you think you're on. So the Paul Pelosi thing, listen, everybody knows that's a really weird story. It is. But not to say that what happened is not what's true, mm-hmm. but there is room for interpretation there. I mean, I don't know. Everyone's all, all everyone's an expert on everything in every arena mm-hmm. that we live in now, mm-hmm. and you know you cannot challenge someone, and so it just hacks me off that we live in this age right now. We have lost nuance, mm-hmm. and it just makes you crazy. If you follow along the news faithfully, which is also a mental health crisis as well.
5: Well, the thing that made me crazy and hacked me off this week is I just this confidential documents thing is so ridiculous. And we laugh about it because it's like political theater. But when it comes right down to it, this is about the security of the country. Right. So if we can't figure out I mean, there were stories today. If everything is confidential. Nothing is. So too many documents are stamped confidential. Okay. If that's the case, that's a problem. Let's fix it. But let's fix the fact that people are holding Walking away. Exactly. With confidential documents. Yeah. Let's just, I don't care what party you're from. Can we just, let's just Get not do that this. anymore. Yeah.
4: What was the best news you heard this week? I was talking, I was been saying this, suffering through this pain thing that I've been going through. The good news is, a lot of it's ebbed away. I mean, really, the good news is I've been in, I've been crushed lately, and so as the you know week has gone on here, uh, the eight days or so, here, here's the deal: I've never had a steroid shot in my life.
14: Mm.
4: I know for a lot of people, it's like a, I mean, seriously, it's incredible. I don't know what's going to happen, like you know, next week or next month. Right. But right now, after you know eight days or nine days after getting a couple of steroid shots, I'm feeling pretty darn. That good. was
5: I gotta be honest with you. That was the best news I heard this hey, week. Hey, fabulous,
4: good. Water. What's that? Whoa! what am I listening? What to? have you
6: been
3: listening to? Thank you. Okay. So
4: I'm, 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 I'm watching, um, uh, better call Saul. Oh yeah. And you know, it's a great soundtrack. Is I mean, it? it's, there's so much music and I, you know, a lot of things pop up and you go, Oh, I remember that. Here's a memory. And so this is what I've been listening to.
5: Wait, what's the name of this band?
4: Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I should know. Hold on, I'll, I'll wait. This, it. this is a. Wait. And what's is a... Isn't that beautiful? I love that.
5: I, I love that song.
4: Yeah, it is. Um, uh, uh, friends of distinction.
5: Right. I but knew it was a good name. Friends of distinction. There
4: is a. There uh-huh. is a. Um. Uh-huh. A music only version of this, an instrumental oh, version. Oh,
5: okay. That I bet it's 18 minutes long. It's fabulous. I bet it is.
4: And there's lots of cowbell.
5: Oh, ho, ho. yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I love that song. Um, I'm still deep into the Jeff Beck catalog. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, after his uh, death a couple of weeks ago. And so I've been listening to this. Mm-hmm.
15: Jailer, won't you let my man go free?
11: Call 800-333-1750. 800-333-1750.
4: Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you got to use it, it's not very absorbent? It's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry. That's why MyPillow has developed the My Pillow Towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually dry you. Their six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths, they come in a variety of colors and right now you can receive a 6-piece set for only 49.99 with promo code word or go to mypillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special. My pillow products come with a 10-year warranty and have their 60-day money back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six piece set off MyPillow Tiles, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, enter promo code WORD, or call 800 391 0954. That's 800 391 0954, or visit MyPillow.com, promo code WORD. What if,
8: instead of focusing on how students can serve the market, educators focused on how schools can serve students? Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills invites you to discover what a classical Christian education can offer your child. Saturday, February 4th from 10 to 1130. Meet the teachers, tour the school, enjoy brunch, and get all your questions answered about the holistic approach to education that works with the grain of your child's God-given
0: curiosity. For more information, visit trinitychristian.net. During the pandemic, they closed our churches down.
11: Suicide rates are exploding. Drug and alcohol use is ravaging America. And there's no church to bring the hope.
0: See the new documentary, Super Spreader, how a stand against religious tyranny brought hope to a country in crisis. Christian singer and activist Sean Foyt leading what's called Let Us Worship. Here's a move of God. It's going to change America. Watch Super Spreader. Available now at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com.
4: Well, the weekend really is here, isn't it? Yes, it is. Fabulous. So, if you're out and about on a cold and seemingly snowy weekend, yep. here's some things to consider. The uh, Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra presents Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban in concert. That's fun. You can't miss an event for Harry Potter fans. Oh that's a gigantic event. Uh, Saturday at seven, Sunday at two thirty at Heinz Hall.
5: I think Azkaban is my favorite Harry Potter book. Oh really? I think so. I mean I love the last one, but I I I really love Askaban.
4: It's so cool that the symphony's doing something I know. like this. I, I, I love wonder that. if there's like a narration, a thread that goes through the event.
5: Oh, that's right? a good that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I bet there is. I bet there's something at least or a, so a, unite a, everything. a very nice playbill.
4: Mm-hmm. Crawl after dark until midnight the Pittsburgh Cultural Trust. The uh, 23 Winter Crawl is happening this evening. Starts at 7 o'clock. 15 stops, including gallery exhibitions, public art, what's also being billed as a salsa crawl after dark Mm. uh, to party until midnight, 7 until midnight at the um, Cultural Trust downtown uh, in the city here. There's also the uh, Western Pennsylvania Home and Outdoor Living Show, Time of the year when you start thinking about home improvements. Right. You go out to uh, the Monroeville Convention Center and uh, check out, um, you know, kitchen and bathroom remodeling, flooring, roofing, hot tub, saunas, pool, landscaping, all that. Plus, the World Oddities Expo. Uh, something off a beaten path. Saturday is a good day to head to the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. A monumental oddities extravaganza teeming with amazing treasures. Oddities are uh, hands-on taxidermy class, valuable techniques, uh, butterfly pinning workshops, owl pellet dissection workshops. Owl
5: pellet dissection mm. workshop.
4: World Oddities Expo, Thanks. noon to 8 tomorrow.
5: Thanks to the trip. The to the home. home
4: with John and Kathy, a production of
0: Salem Media Group